Most fitness pros have put years into their bodies. They go through seasons of dieting. And by that, I mean, they spend time losing fat. They spend time gaining muscle and probably gaining a little bit of weight. They don't spend years of their life dieting, 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 which I feel like a lot of the population who wants to lose weight is stuck in these perpetual diets. I am so glad you are here. Welcome to the Real and Uplifted podcast with Dorothy. I'm your host, walking you through all things real and unfiltered about being a woman, a mom, a wife, a business owner, reaching your fitness and health goals, whether it is losing weight, gaining muscle, or just feeling your healthiest and best in your body, as well as everything in between here to inspire you to make life just a little easier so you can live your dreams and feel uplifted one episode at a time. So let's get started. All right, and welcome to today's show. I want to break down these five insider tips I feel you must know about the health and fitness industry, the coaching space, whether you want to be a health and fitness coach, whether you are a health and fitness coach, whether you want to lose some weight with a coach or you want to go on your own and maybe there's a lot of health and fitness coaches you follow on social media and you get free advice and tips from, which is awesome. It's a great place to start. But these five tips are going to help you so much more, whether it's choosing a coach or being more distinguishing in the advice that you're taking in. So let's dive in. I am Dorothy and I can't wait to walk you through these. So the very first thing I feel like it's so important for you to know is any method will work for fat loss if you believe in it. But if it doesn't feel aligned, if it doesn't feel good to you, it's not going to work long term. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. Basically, there are so many methods out there and you'll see a lot of fitness coaches health coaches, weight loss coaches talk about like, you have to do this or this one thing. And that is definitely something that we are told to market. So it seems like this is the one and only way, but that's not in fact true. Like there are so many ways that you can lose weight as long as you're in a calorie deficit. So keto, fasting, macros, even some of these terrible food replacements out there they focus on creating a calorie deficit to lose weight. Now, some of them might feel really good to you and some of them might feel really hard to you. And I think as women, if you've ever tried a diet before, you might be a bit conditioned that it has to be hard. It has to be a struggle in order for it to work, in order for me to earn losing weight. And I want to just tell you, if you truly desire to feel amazing in your body, and if that feels like it includes losing some weight, losing some stubborn fat, you don't have to struggle. Like you don't have to choose the hardest, most rigorous, most depriving program in order to get you there. And in fact, if you are choosing something that feels just so hard and so impossible for you and really out of alignment, with how you want to live your life, it's going to be a short-lived process. So you might lose some weight in the beginning, but then you're going to shift back to what you're already doing and you're going to regain the weight. So a calorie deficit is really, really key. And you can eat carbs, you can eat fat, 
you can eat foods that you enjoy, of course, with some moderation. And this is a podcast for another day. But I just want you to know that if you hate the journey, if you hate the method that you've chosen for losing fat, you'll never fully arrive at your destination and live there happily. So please choose a system, a program, a method, a mindset that does feel good, that does feel like, hey, I can do this to lose weight. It feels really good. I feel like I'm taking care of my body because it's going to be easier to maintain. I hope that makes so much sense. And then when it comes to workouts, yes, those matter, but honestly, your nutrition matters so much more. So calorie deficit is needed for weight loss. That can be done with a combination of workouts and walking and nutrition. Nutrition is so key though, but your mindset and your buy-in and feeling good, making it easier for yourself with what you're doing is so important. So if you're following some health and fitness people and they are preaching, fasting is the only way, macros are the only way, just know that's just not true. Like that is one way, that is a way that they feel very strongly about. But as long as you're in a calorie deficit, there are a multitude of ways that you can achieve that calorie deficit. Podcast for another day, stay tuned for that one. And then number two, the next tip that you need to know and understand, and this is particularly important, if you are thinking about working with a coach, about signing up for a program or a course, or any sort of plan, which I think is an awesome idea. So often we waste time jumping around, trying one free advice after free advice, confusing ourselves. We waste a lot of time researching. But honestly, when you sign up for a course, a program, a plan, working with a coach, you're deciding like to take action and the progress and the results are in the action. But Something I want you to just be mindful of and think about is something that a coach once told me. So I have been in the fitness space for over 10 years now between teaching Pilates and fitness classes and originally started my Instagram just to really connect with clients who were coming to take my classes locally and show them some sneak peeks of what they could expect in class, tell them when there are last minute spots that opened up. But then three years ago, when I really shifted to, okay, doing the nutrition coaching, because in addition to workouts, I realized, okay, I need to grow my social media. And that was a big focus that I'm still working on. I still haven't fully figured out, guys. I've tripled my Facebook, but Instagram has been a slow climb. I think I've almost doubled my Instagram in three years, which really is not saying a lot because it's still pretty small. But once I had a coach that I was working with more on mindset, ask me, all right, if you did have more followers, would it change what you know or how you help the women you work with? And the truth is it doesn't because I think sometimes we can get caught up with vanity metrics and feeling like And this could be on the scale too. Sometimes we can get caught up so much more in the number on the scale, but just like the number on the scale doesn't always dictate how we feel in our body. Sometimes it can reflect back to us how we feel, but it doesn't dictate, you know, the actions that we're taking or 
what a great job we did this week with taking action for our, ourselves with eating and workouts. Your followers on social media is not a reflection of what you know and how much you can help others in a space. So, and being in masterminds with lots of other coaches in the fitness space, I can tell you that scaling a fitness coaching business, that growing your social media following, while it is amazing for reaching more people and sharing more knowledge and inspiring others, which is something that I seek to do, when it comes to scaling your fitness coaching business, I find that it can be a disservice to clients who could really thrive from some more personal work and some more attention. And we seem to have this almost bias towards, well, if they have this many people following them, clearly they know what they're doing. And one, in a lot of the coaching programs that I've been in, in masterminds with other fitness professionals and coaches, some of the methods that they've used to grow their audience have included fake followers. I'm not saying this is everyone. Some of the ways that they are serving clients is very impersonal and you aren't working with that coach that you're following. You're working with someone that they've hired or you're working with a VA who's just sort of checking you off the list. So just know that the coach or fitness influencer with the largest following might not necessarily be the coach or the fitness influencer that would be the best fit for you. There are so many, I'm going to point out women in particular, because I also noticed in the health and fitness space and in the masterminds that a lot of the coaches really thriving out there are men who work with men and women. And a lot of the women coaches who I connected more with, and I connected more with their mindset and methods on supporting their clients had smaller followings. This isn't to say everyone, but I feel like we hold a slight bias when it comes to fitness that men know more. And I know I have even felt this being in the room with other fit pros who are men like, oh, wow, he must know a lot. And then like chatting with some of them about how they're serving their clients, fitness, and being like, oh, they don't know as much as me. They are just so much more confident than me. They are so much more comfortable with saying things like black and white versus a lot of the times I'm like, well, this will probably help you, but you need to think about XYZ. And men are way more comfortable being like saying these outrageous things like lose 20 pounds in two months. Whereas women are a little more measured and a little more realistic. And then I also feel like there is still a thing in the health and fitness space where I see this on my feed of men impersonating fit pro men impersonating ditzy blondes when it comes to fitness. And even if it's done in fun, it sinks into our subconscious. And there are so many women that I have talked to and spoken with, and then they end up signing up with a man who runs a really large fitness industry. And quite a few of them, time after, end up coming and talking to me again and being like, it wasn't what I thought it would be. It was missing these supportive pieces. I feel like I'm now having to, whether it's repair my relationship with food or whatever it is, like 
just be aware of our subconscious bias. Cause I do feel like I am guilty of it. And I know other women are guilty of it as well. So don't necessarily fall for the influencer who has the largest following. Don't necessarily fall for someone that seems too overly confident. You do want them to be confident, of course, but just be aware of your own biases and try to find something that is truly going to work for you. Number three, I think this one is so important. Fitness influencers, they struggle with their body image too, possibly even more than a typical woman scrolling social media because their body is in a way, their business card. And one, you can't look like a photo all the time. You may not always want to live as lean as what we see with some fitness influencers on social media. It is a lot of work and a lot of dedication. And if you're truly looking for balance in your life, sometimes the work isn't worth just losing two to five pounds. Sometimes the work isn't worth losing 2% body fat. And sometimes like, I don't even feel like I live up to a photo of myself that I took three days ago. So just know when I at least take photos and I know I've talked to other women and I take You know, I am taking them when I feel good, when I am feeling lean, but I also always add sort of a caveat like, hey, this was done in amazing lighting and I have worked for years on my body. This wasn't some three month switch and change. So a big tip is comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare yourself to people on social media, especially people who it is their job to work out and show up on social media. Like just don't compare yourself to that. Think more about how you want to feel. Most fitness pros have put years into their bodies. They go through seasons of dieting. And by that, I mean, they spend time losing fat. They spend time gaining muscle and probably gaining a little bit of weight. They don't spend years of their life dieting, 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 which I feel like a lot of the population who wants to lose weight is stuck in these perpetual diets. So just know those things. And as women, we are allowed to do whatever we feel makes us beautiful. But sometimes you've got to slow down and question, does this truly make me feel beautiful? Or does this make me feel like I meet a societal expectation of what beauty is in women? And I think in the health and fitness space, we see this even more. And I love a good spray tan. I get at least one a year. I do them before I do a photo shoot. I sometimes do them before vacations. This was this past year was the first time I went to Hawaii in the past three years that I didn't get a spray tan before because I just decided like, I already feel really good in my body right now. I'm not planning on taking a ton of photos. I just want to enjoy the present. But I think in the health and fitness space, We even see like, you know, they have the spray tans, their bodies are at a low body fat percentage. Oftentimes then on top of that, there's fake boobs, there's fake eyelashes. And there comes a point of getting your body to a place that feels really good where you can just be happy and at ease and at peace versus being stuck and always finding the next thing you want to change about it. Okay, well, I lost this weight, but now maybe I need to 
just lose a little bit of fat around my legs, or maybe now my boobs need to be bigger, or maybe. And if you're constantly searching for the next thing you need to change about yourself, you're never going to feel good. So your leanest body won't always feel like your healthiest when it comes to your mental health, your emotional health, maybe even your physical health and your energy levels. You've got to find your own happy body, happy self, and don't compare yourself to a social media fitness influencer because we don't have it all together either. And we have days when we also struggle with either looking in the mirror or comparison to other women online. So just know, you know, we're all human. We're all doing the best we can. Number four, losing fat fast is very, very different from losing it forever. One tip that I had heard multiple times in like three different masterminds I was in with health and fitness coaches about ways to serve our clients and get them results was when they get in there, you want to get them results as fast as possible. Like in the first two weeks, they want to see huge changes on the scale. And often this means cutting calories very low, eliminating carbs, which can cause a swoosh on the scale as you drop water weight, but that's not sustainable forever. So one, just know that if you're losing half a pound a week, that's amazing. Now, if you have more, that doesn't mean half a pound a day. That doesn't mean every time you step on the scale, the scale's going to go down. That means looking at the average one week to the next and seeing it slowly drop. This is setting yourself up, one, to keep your hormones and your metabolism happy so you can continue to drop weight. This sets you up from the rebound effect The rebound effect, imagine sort of jumping on a trampoline and the bigger the bounce down, the higher the spring back up, sort of like pulling back a rubber band. If you cut calories really extremely, either you're not going to be able to maintain that. You're going to get hungry. Like your body has a lot of ways to recoup like a fast cut in calories, whether it's slowing down, being really exhausted, resting more, eating more, craving carbs or fats to restock those calories and energy quickly. Or just imagine a time plant. And if you're constantly pulling out the time, if you're constantly cutting calories, cutting calories, cutting calories, just like the plant eventually is going to need time to regrow some new little thyme leaves. If you're constantly cutting calories, eventually your metabolism is going to need time to sort of get back to a place where it's working at a higher level. So instead of thinking about losing fat as fast as possible, think about making changes that you can stick to, that you feel confident that you can do. And then yes, losing at a moderate pace. So finding that calorie deficit, that is a moderate deficit, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose, because as you lose weight, you might have to cut your calories even more. So if you go straight down to 1200, 1400 calories, and you have a lot of weight to lose, where do you go from there? After you lose the first five or 10 pounds, like, can you cut your calories lower? The answer is probably no. So Just remember, losing fat fast is very different from losing it forever. 
You want to build in habits and mindsets that you can maintain. And also from a physiological sense, you want to build in things that boost your metabolism. So you're a fat burning machine versus things that are like cutting that metabolism, making it, making you have to cut and cut and constantly diet. And then number five, this one is so important. I want you to know that sometimes you have to try a lot of bad diets and fail in order to find the one that will work for you. The biggest tip I can give anyone embarking on a health and fitness journey is that your past failures with diets only show you what didn't work for you. It doesn't mean you're predestined to never lose weight. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't say anything about you. All it says is that plan didn't work. And sometimes that can hurt because we really want it. And we were so confident that that's the way that will work. But reflecting on the pieces that did work, reflecting on why it didn't work so you can make a better choice for yourself the next time is huge. It's never a fail when you fall. It's just a chance to get up and try again. And one, every change like truly starts in your mind. So if your support or your plan or your accountability doesn't plan for you to fall off track, doesn't make changes for long-term habit change because truly it's all of these small changes we make that compound over time, there's less chance of it working long-term. So getting help, getting a plan, getting accountability is great, but no plan or support person is more powerful than the role that you can make in deciding, taking action, falling off course, getting back up, trying again, and just continuing on your way. So curious to know which one of these five tips, if any, were news to you or made you think about things in a different way. So feel free to share over on Facebook or Instagram. Shoot me a message there. Before I go, I want to share something that is really uplifting me. It is the thought of a glimmer. And I shared this on my Instagram feed a little while ago. I had just heard this term of a glimmer. And if you haven't heard it, I am so happy to share it with you now. So basically, most of us have heard of a trigger, which brings up past trauma, difficult emotions. But a glimmer is seeing a spark of how much good there is and how good things can be. And I posted a reel on vacation, walking down the beach with my kids. But honestly, you don't have to wait for a vacation. These are always available to you when you're at peace, when you're in gratitude. And I just love that there are these glimmers, these sparks, these moments all around us that can just inspire us and let us know that we are safe and there is so much good in this world coming to us all the time. So if you've heard of a glimmer or if this is your first time hearing it, I hope you keep your eyes and heart open to hearing or seeing more glimmers in your week. Thanks so much for listening to The Real and Uplifted Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening. And as always, if you especially enjoyed this episode, leaving a review or sharing with a friend is the kindest way to pass this on and uplift others. If you're curious about anything from today's episode and ready to move closer to your goals, 
Make sure you check the show notes for some fun bonuses. And to continue the conversation, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Dorothy McGatlin. Talk to you soon.